What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Joe Vore Podcast, JV Podcast Network. Very special edition. We are now bringing, bringing the Bachelor Roundup, the most dramatic Bachelor recap over from YouTube to also Apple and Spotify podcast versions. So we get the video and the audio going. And it's not just me this week. And it's not going to be me, just me going forward. We have a very special guest, Daniel, or not a special guest, special co-host now, Daniel McGuire. Uh, my very good now friend. I'm glad we're finally meeting face to face here. Now let me make sure I get this right, Daniel. Bachelorette season twelve, Bachelor in Paradise season three and four. Yeah, you bet. All and, right. Uh, Bachelor in Paradise Australia season one and two, but I was only on there for a quick, hot minute, and uh, my edit wasn't the best, so I don't usually talk about that too much. <laughs> you um, want to skip over that? Uh, celebrity, uh, yeah, celebrity. Family Feud and Million Dollar Matchmaker and uh, MTVX on the beach. So uh, I've been around the block on these uh, TV shows. Absolutely. That's why I'm so excited to have you because now instead of just me being a blabbering idiot, talking, you know, acting like I know what I, um, I'm talking about, now I got someone who can take us behind the scenes, can tell us what these situations and, you know, what, what these nights are like, what it's like filming, having these cameras around. So I'm really excited. You know, we're not bringing you in at the beginning of the season, we're bringing you in at you know this is the home stretch here i think next week is hometowns already so we're bringing you in at the perfect time um you're gonna tell us about what you know what it's all like so i'm really really excited for that now i know i understand when you watch the ep- last night's episode tuesday night's episode this is the first episode that you watched this season is, is this the first full episode? when was the last time you watched a full episode of the show the last time i watched a full episode was probably when i was on the show so wow. uh, four years ago um well besides bachelor in paradise and uh, the reason why is, um, number one, is because I really, I don't know, I just don't care too much for it. Um, I prefer Bachelor in Paradise, but if I'm going to watch a TV show or a movie or something, I don't, or it'll probably be like a movie or uh, something like that. But the other reason why I don't watch it so much is because I know exactly what's going on, like behind the scenes with yeah. the editing. I know why the people are there, and I just find it uh, very kind of fake overall. Yeah. And uh, just... I just can't really stand watching it. It kind of rubs me the wrong way, I guess. But that being said, if like a friend was going to be on the show, I probably would watch it. But yeah, I just, uh, I don't watch it much anymore. But that being said, obviously, since we're going to be doing this podcast together, I'm going to watch and follow the episodes and uh, I'll give you my insight and we'll talk all about it. Well, I appreciate you sucking it up and watching it for me. This is, this is, this is going to be great for my show. I know it's probably not easy knowing all those little things. It's like, you know, you kind of get sick of certain foods if you see how it's made. You know, it's kind of that effect. Exactly. Yeah. When I talk about one of the reasons why I don't eat out at restaurants all the time is because <laughs> I've worked in three or four restaurants, so I see how the cooks make things, and you don't want to know half the time, half the things away. <laughs> Sanitation isn't the best. Right. So, Daniel, I want to talk about this. We open up this show with a two-on-one, not a two-on-one date, but it, but a situation between Noah and Bennett and Tasha, of course, in the middle, our bachelorette. There's you know, rumors that fly, you know, whether it's about their outside lives or things, you know, guys have said in the house, you know, away from Tasha while people are on dates, downtime, cocktail parties, whatever. So they're trying to kind of spill out. Tasha's trying to get to the bottom of this drama, the truth, you know, whatever it is here. When when you're on the show, when you're watching this, you know, are these ever productive? Is this just for TV? Because it always seems when there's a two-on-one situation and it's just he said, she said, it just seems like, 
either one person goes home and the other person really isn't any better off for it or they kind of just both go home. It never seems to go well for anyone. It seems like as a contestant, you end up in one of these two-on-one situations. It's just kind of a death sentence for your time on the show. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I can't talk about being on numerous seasons of The Bachelorette with two-on-ones, but I know on my season from when Chad and uh, Alex, he had, they had a two-on-one and obviously, yeah, it didn't go well for either of them. Um, Chad went home that day, and then Alex Suter later on. But um, when these two ones happen, it's usually because there's some sort of tension, yeah, and some sort of drama. And uh, obviously, that's that was a case here. And uh, I I try not to get caught up in the drama and the games and the, the childlikeness of it. And uh, just because it's not, I don't want to surround myself with any sort of negative energy or weird weird vibes. But I guess, you know, they rubbed each other the wrong way and uh, it came to a two-on-one and uh, obviously Bennett went home temporarily. Right. <laughs> he, didn't, he obviously didn't leave the resort and just stayed around until later on in the episode. Right. He requested a late checkout and it looks like he might be coming back, which is interesting. We're going to get to that once we get to that point of the episode. But, you know, I kind of want to talk about that because, you know, a lot of this, you know, towards the end... Um, you know, we do see a lot of friendships and, you know, community kind of form, you know, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. But when we get to this point in the show, you know, our, you know, people, you know, it gets very competitive. You know, people try to be respectful, but not only, you know, they're, they're, they're battling, you know, a mental challenge because it's really, you know, a bubble quarantine life, you know, before the whole bubble quarantine thing that we're in right now. You know, when you're cut off from the outside world, you know, is it really kind of survival at this point and it gets competitive? People are looking for any sort of edge. So, you know, maybe you get, you know, as the season goes on, you get more comfortable with the guys and maybe you say, you know, just one little thing that another guy, you know, hears and they can twist it enough where they can go to Tasha or in your instance to go to JoJo or whoever the bachelor or bachelorette is and kind of start some drama. And, you know, sometimes it's enough, you know, at least in their mind, um, to, to get that edge and at least get them sent home, get that person uh, out of their way. Of course. Yes. So it is like a dog eat dog world. Everyone's there for themselves. Uh, friendships is kind of secondary, but everyone's there obviously to try to find love. Um, you don't want to be sent home right away because you went through this whole process of casting and psych test, blood test and to get on the show. And so once you're there, you don't want to go home the first night or second night and it's because your guys are competitive and there's a lot of alpha males. And even though you might not be in love, it's still, you know, you want to stay around for the experience. And often nowadays, uh, everyone wants to stay around for more airtime, the more airtime you have, the more followers you get. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people, you know, they might say they're in love, but after two or three days, do, you, do we actually believe them? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. And this season also has added emotions you know, it, it's, you know, the, the season is a blue moon because we had Claire who was, you know, the first, you know, like three, four episodes and then she finds Dale, she's gone. And then, you know, guys stick around that were still around from Claire's season that hadn't gone home yet. And then they bring in these four new guys. I mean, if you weren't in that situation, no one's been in that situation other than these guys. But do you imagine that you would be pretty upset, especially, you know, you didn't see this episode, but on the first night, one of the new guys you know, and these guys, you know, have been there, but they don't know Tasha, So they're pretty much new guys too, but they, they've just, you know, been at the resort a little bit longer. And one of those guys fresh out of the limo 
goes and takes Taisha away. And they're like, we've been, we just dealt with this whole Claire thing. And now this guy is taking the time away from Taisha. We had no time with Claire. We're looking forward for a fresh start and we don't get it. I mean, you know, talk about the, like, would you be pissed? You know, you know, where does the competitive nature, like you want to be respectful, not come off as, cause you know, if you were, you know, what night one, this girl doesn't know you and, but you know, you want to stand up for yourself, but you can't like, you know, go over the line, try to push that line a little bit to get in there. Well, of course, yeah, it's, it, it's, it was very frustrating filming the show because you only get so much time with her. So you spend about five minutes, and before the end of five minutes, some other guy's waiting to come on in, taps on your shoulder and say, hey, I want to I speak with her. It's like, I've barely spoken what my name is, and uh, then I got to leave. While meanwhile, the producers and everyone's around watching you, it's very awkward, it's very unrealistic. And you feel disrespected when people keep coming in, interrupting you, and it's just not natural and so a lot of people don't like that format as compared to like say paradise where it's a lot more natural you just kind of hang out you know, tap right. in and tap out um so it is like i said a dog eat dog world and a lot you just have to step on people's toes unfortunately i didn't do that just because I'm, I'm laid back and i'm not going to fight over one girl especially if i'm not particularly interested in her or right. head over heels over her after you know first sight or you know after knowing her for a couple days so yes a lot of guys will be frustrated and obviously don't, like I said, don't want to go home and, and are trying to get as much time with her, but there's so many, there's only so much time and there's only, and there's so many guys. Right. So, so something that, that I'm, that I'm like fascinated with are the timelines of these nights when they're filming, you bring up time and that makes me think. So last night we had 10 guys right before the rose ceremony. How long does, you know, we see it cut up into 15 minutes or whatever it is, a cocktail party. How long it does that cocktail party last with these 10 guys in real time? So, yeah. I mean, obviously every rose ceremony will be different because you have less guys as the time goes on. Right. And, uh, sometimes just depending on the filming day, they might want to cut things short and whatnot. But the rose ceremony, the, my first rose ceremony I had went till, mm, I mean, five, six in the morning. And so you're extremely tired, but that was when they had no limits on drinking and, you know, they had a lot of, uh, air time or a lot of filming in regards to the shenanigans that were going on because it's entertainment. Right. So uh, the quickest, the earliest, I think we finished one night would have been maybe, I don't know, 2 a.m. on a row ceremony. So they maybe start around 10 or 11 and that row ceremony can take, yeah, a minimum, I'd say a minimum of two hours, but yeah. you know, if uh, five or six, it varies. Again, I haven't been on the show for, uh, I haven't done a row ceremony for a while, but yes, it can take a long time and uh, you're obviously very tired. Right. So when you see the cast members standing there, they're probably frustrated, uh, nervous, tired and annoyed, but it, you know, it's part of, uh, you know, it's kind of how it goes. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so we kind of answered those questions along the way here. So, but at the end of this, Tasha sends Bennett home and obviously Noah, you know, he's like, well, you know, we were two on one here. I survived. I should be good, right? But we saw the complete opposite. Tasha walks back. She's basically like, "Take that fucking smile off your face." <laughs> like, like, like you are not like this. Like, yeah, he's gone for now, right? We obviously have seen. We know what the end of the episode is, but I mean, she was basically like, "Like, hold your horses, man." Like, yeah, you're sticking around for the rose ceremony, but you are not getting this this rose. Um, 
you know, what's going on back in the house when, when this is going on? What's the conversation between the guys? Because obviously they have nothing to do other than sit around, sip on drinks, you know, conversate. You know, are, are they speculating? Um, you know, are they, you know, are we've seen it with certain guys that are pretty polarizing. Are guys back there like taking bets? Are they rooting for one guy's luggage to get picked up and one guy to come back? Yeah, of course. Um, everyone's sitting back at the, you know, the house or wherever they are. And they're just you know, usually shooting the shit about what's going to happen, talking about it, making predictions. Obviously they want both the guys to go home because that gives them a better chance of them finding love and getting more time with her. Right. So often, yeah, they'll probably make bets on, you know, I think so-and-so will probably go home or I think they should go home because I don't like them. Um, but yeah, they're just usually talking about what might be going down. And uh, yeah, with as for uh, Noah and his, you know, kind of excitement, I mean, of course he's going to be happy that, you know, uh, Bennett's going home and he's got that smug look, but you, know, you can't really blame the guy because in a sense he did win for the, the two on one. Right. But um, it was funny that she's like, no, you're not getting the rose. You know, just because I didn't send you home doesn't mean I'm going to give you the rose, which was kind of cool that he, uh, she did that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's what I love. I mean, I really like Tasha. Um, and, and I, and I love that cause she was, you know, she, she was very straightforward with this, um, you know, kind of met it head on, you know, kind of heard them out to, to an extent and then got to it. So then, you know, that brings us to a rose ceremony again. I know you said, you know, your initial ones, you know, with a lot of guys, 20 plus guys went to like five or six in the morning. Um, how long do you think this one would last? There, there were 10 guys, five roses given out because they all have to set up and get all these different camera angles, them walking up and standing there, right? Like that takes time to shoot what we see in, on tv is not anywhere close to the real time no exactly it uh it takes hours and hours it depends on again the format and how they're shooting now um but it's a long process and it's the most frustrating push you don't know you don't know if you're gonna get a role so it is kind of nerve-wracking right even if you're just trying to stay there for you know more airtime and whatnot because i mean most people there now are there for you know for instagram followers fame and whatnot because yeah. that equates to money Let's just be realistic, you know. Um, so yeah, you don't want to go home, um, and so it is nerve-wracking because they don't. No one knows unless you have obviously the rose from beforehand, right? Right. Um, so now, now we were DMing about this. I'm really excited to talk about this. I, I've always here's my theory, Daniel, is that Chris Harrison is this, and then the producers are these master puppeteers, and they are like the marionettes, and they, and you know, all the contestants are kind of like the puppets, right? And they're calling all the shots because obviously, so we were talking about the, the one year anniversary cake. This guy is not back there baking a cake. Like who, who's putting this cake together? Who are these ideas from? And can you just talk about how incredible, incredibly pathetic this is? Yeah, no. So the, as for the ideas, some of them are from the producers saying, Hey, what about this or that other ones, the cast members come up with it or they come up with it together. You know, you kind of, shooting the shit with um you know the, the producers who are kind of you know your friend for the moment right like hey can you get me a cake or can we do this and they'll say yes we can do that or we can't do this um but yeah as for the one week anniversary it's like i mean i understand you're trying to you know impress her and it's kind of romantic but it's like come on it's one week but not only that it's not it's just like it's not like you spent one week uh on a deserted deserted beach with her you probably spent 10 minutes with her in one week or 20 minutes. And she's Unless, dating 10 other guys. Exactly. Right. So it's just, yeah, it's pretty sad. Um, and pretty pathetic in my opinion, especially when guys are crying. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a grown man crying, 
But after, you know, spending 20 minutes with her and crying, like, come on. Yeah, I, I've always been, like, thrown off by the guy. You know, he doesn't even make it to hometown since so around this time, right? And they're just like, what we had was so special. But, you know, what we see on TV, she makes out with, like, six other guys within five minutes of TV time. And I want you to talk we, – we go on a hell of a stretch here between the one-week anniversary, the really bad kisser, um, you know, all that other stuff was going on. Now, we see this in the matter of minutes on TV, right? This is all, you know, within, you know, one thing, and then we go to commercial break. Well, that's the thing. The thing, with, the thing with the kissing is like, again, I'm you know 35 years old, so I've kissed lots of women in my lifetime, right. but they're not you know with six ever six or three other women in the same night. Right. I mean, I mean, I'm sure I've done that with a couple, but let's, whatever. It's not on TV. <laughs> Anyways, with uh, you know Tisha, she's kissing what was it three or four guys in one night? Yeah. So luckily, they all get tested for COVID and STDs and everything like that. But at the same time, it's like. You know, it's basically like all these guys are kissing each other because they're all getting the same germs. So right. I mean, I guess you're, I mean, they're okay with that or they just don't know about it. But right. If you're a germaphobe, I'm sure you might not like that, but it is what it is. Yeah. Right. So going back to kind of the timeline of the show, you know, what does a week look like? I mean, obviously like, um, uh, you know, a, a cocktail party and a rose ceremony, those kind of happen you know, same, same evening through the morning. Right. But all these other group dates and one-on-ones that we see are these separate days. How do they, you know, expand, you know, along the the, the week, like, like how many days worth of shooting goes into one week, a one week episode. So again, I can't say on this particular season, but usually the seasons go last for about nine weeks. Right. So they film for nine weeks. Okay. I don't know how many episodes that is, but I'm from my guess from what I think it's about maybe three days is equivalent to like one week on the t- like in, in on TV like seven days. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's something every day. So it's like one a group days this day and the next day might be a one on one and then the next day might be a rose ceremony. It's usually so you know a rose ceremony is usually like every maybe three four days. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah. we're gotcha. Okay, so we're looking. Yeah, yeah, it's a very condensed. So people, yes, people are getting engaged. You know, after possibly, you know, nine weeks or eight weeks, it depends. Um, every season is kind of different on depending on the situation. Um, like Paradise, I think it's maybe three, three to four weeks. But gotcha. all, you know, in, on Paradise, if you come in halfway through the season, you might only be there for ten days and get engaged after ten days. Wow, Jesus! <laughs> like, like looking back on that, are you just like? Oh my God. Like, do you look back? Like, are, are you like pumped that you were on the show or you look back like, okay, that was like younger me. This was kind of interesting. No, I, 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 uh, I had a great time. I mean, just like anything in life, you know, these shows has, has its ups and downs. Right. So you're thinking about what these guys are doing back in the villa or the house while other people on a date. You're just, for the most part on these shows, you're just sitting around, you sit around and there's nothing to do. There's no phones, there's no TVs, there's no music. Um, there's, now there's limited amount of drinks. You can't go for a walk. You can't do this. And you're often told that you have to do this and that because we have to get the scene, we have to get the shot, we have to get some of you talking about whatever. So you're basically just sitting around all day. So it can be quite boring. And uh, as for the realisticness of these shows, I mean, all you have to do is basically look at the how many marriages or relationships have last from right. how many seasons of Paradise and, and Bachelor and Bachelorette. I'm not saying that it can't happen, but let's just be honest. Um, that everyone, most for the most part, is going on it for fame nowadays, fame, money, right? Follow, 
Um, and yeah, there can be there can be relationships that evolve from this, but when you have 30 guys and one girl, you know, you have a one in 30 chance of that, of you being just the final one, but then of you being the final one and it lasting, well, I mean, you can figure out this, you know, the statistics with those, you know. Right. Going back to kind of my, my, my theory where the producers and stuff are calling the shots. Do you think the, the, the emotions, people falling in love, some of the breakdowns, now does that happen because basically you're stripped of everything from the outside world and all you have to do is focus on that. So people are like, well, I'm here, you know, and nowadays, you know, probably the biggest change from even your time to now is the fame that these people get, um, you know, especially with social media and everything like that. Um, you know, people are like, I'm going to get famous and, you know, I might as well fall in love because I don't have my phone. I don't have anything else. Do you think the environment creates, you know, producers obviously are calling shots, setting certain things up the way that they edit it makes it look more dramatic. They know what they're doing. Obviously, it's a super popular show. Can't can't you know take anything away from them there. But do you think the you know I've always thought just the the way that they take everything away, the environment itself creates and brings out the, you know this this craziness and these breakdowns out of people. Yes, I agree for sure. So obviously, yes, you do have that editing and the producers you know kind of working you up at times. But it, you are in this environment where you're solely there, obviously, to you know find a potential wife so you go there for the show on the show you're like hey i'm not going there to win a pro like money i'm not going there well yeah potentially money yeah. you're not going there for a cash prize you're not going there to build a new skill of like oh, i'm going to become a master chef you're going there to, yes to solely find a girlfriend so then when you're in that environment that's all you talk about it's you're it's just 100 focused so the emotions might be a, running a little bit higher yeah. um but I still, I still can't use that as an excuse to be like so caught up into it and to cry after three or four days. Like I was on it, I, was, I filmed for three weeks and I went from 30 guys down to when I left, there was 10 guys left. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, okay. And I met the girl, we hung out for 20, 30 minutes over three weeks and she didn't like me and uh, that's fine. And, and I didn't, she wasn't, I wasn't head over heels over her either. So I separate ways. It's just the way it goes. So some of these guys that get so caught up, I'm, I kind of wonder, wonder to myself, it's like, have they never met a girl in their life? You know, yeah. is this the first time they met a girl or are they that desperate to try to find love or are they putting, are they faking it for us? I think some of them, I think some of them are for sure faking it and, and yeah. adding it up. I would say probably at least 50% of the guys. Really? 100%. I mean, wow. 100%. These guys are amping it up like, because they want to come across a certain way, so they get they they, they get more airtime, and they also get the audience. Yeah. Oh, he, he likes her so much, and whatever you know. These guys aren't stupid, right. especially nowadays when they see that the guys that last the longest, you know, you get more airtime, and you're obviously getting more followers. It's a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They certainly can play the game, and you know, as time has gone on, there's more of a blueprint there to you know how to do that. And also because like. In 35 years of my life, I've never met any guys like this in real life, like outside of the show. <laughs> I, I've never met a guy that, that has cried after two days of knowing a girl. Are you telling me you're not going on dates where like famous singers are like playing private concerts for you? Daniel, what are you talking about? I thought that was reality, man. No, not exactly. It's just, it's, I just, when, when I was filming the show, I was like, man, I've never met any guys like this in my entire life. Where, where do they find these people, you know? And so, <laughs> the internet? Were they playing it up? 
were they just being super, were they super unstable because right. of the environment or because they're just unstable characters or personalities. But I was like, what is wrong with these guys? But you know, teach your own. I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to go on them too hard, but it's like, anytime I talk with, talk about these shows with guys, they're just yeah. like, what is wrong with those guys? What's wrong with them? Right. And, and down the stretch here too, we see some guys be like super, super vulnerable, you know, you know, for Ben, like a lot of this heavy stuff, like, can you imagine, I don't know if you have, you know, some of these, you know, they're not skeletons in your closet, but things, you know, that you, that maybe you haven't told people, you know, like we learned with Ben, right. He talked about, you know, how important his sister was to him and he revealed to us and, you know, his sister doesn't even know. And apparently she's like the most important person in his life that he had two failed suicide attempts in 2017, 18 or 18, 19, whatever it was. Um, you know, I'm not holding anything against him. You know, you, you know, you, you, you're, you happen to be dating this person on TV and, and if you're going to go for it and, you know, be your full self and lay it out there, you know, those are things that you have to share. And, you know, you happen to be on TV. That That's the name of the game. You know what you signed up for. I get that. I'm not holding it against that. But how tough would it be to, to air that thing, air that out to someone, you know, that's pretty much still a stranger that you haven't been around that long, especially Tasha coming in, you know, midway through here. Um, and then also for it to be on one of the most popular, you know, in terms of shows that are not streamed, like on Netflix and stuff like that, um, that's actual still appointment television. I mean, The Bachelor Bachelorette is one of the biggest shows out there. Like that's that, that, that's just crazy to me. I don't, I don't know how I could – I don't know if I could share little things, let alone something like that. So when you sign up for these shows, usually the people that the parties sign up, or you get cast for these shows – the people, the type of people like only shows usually aren't that that shy. They're you know they're usually fairly open, mm-hmm. um, or you should be because otherwise it'll be very hard. You know you know that you're gonna be filmed. You know that you're gonna be filmed twenty four seven, and then it's all gonna be aired. So you know that going into these shows. Um, so you, you know you know that they're you might tell some secrets, or you're gonna be ready to tell some secrets. Um, you know I spoke about my dad breaking his neck and becoming a quadriplegic and me helping, although most of the shows didn't air that because they didn't want to show that side of me. Um, but that's the way it goes. That's editing. Um, as for, yeah, when, uh, who was it that was talking about his, uh, suicide attempts? It was Ben. Ben. Ben, yeah, ben talked about his suicide attempts, but even before that, he was like, I broke my back. And, uh, she was like, didn't even, it wasn't like, if, if someone told me that, I would have been like, Oh my God, are you okay? Like, yeah, it was, there was no expression. I was, I, like, I was like, yeah. Um, okay. And then he went on to talk about, you know, the suicide steps. And I was just like, man, that's crazy. Um, yeah. yeah, it's pretty full on, but I guess he was probably prepared knowing that that'll come up. Yeah. Um, it's not like he wasn't totally aware of that. You know, like for example, with my dad breaking his neck and becoming a quadriplegic, you know, it's a big part of my life. And, I was well aware that I'm going to talk about it, um, but they didn't air it. It is what it is. So yeah, um, but yeah, you know, as for skeletons in your closet, um, I mean, I bet I'm the type of person I like to be open and honest. And so I know I got really nothing to hide and sooner or later, these things will come up. And as we've seen in previous seasons, I mean, from what I've heard, not because I've watched is that they like the, the, the TV show does some digging up dirt and finds out if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, you know? Yeah. Gosh, yeah, it's great. And then, then, then the other guy, his, his name is escaping me here. Um, you know, we talked about his relationship with his dad. And for 22 years, they were, you know, best friends. And all of a sudden, you know, there was, there was a falling out. You know, he was using, you know, not using his, you know, given name or he changed his name. I, I, I forget the exact details. Yeah. 
when he was talking about it, I thought it was going to be like, oh, then, you know, my, my dad killed himself. I thought it was going to be something extreme. Right. But I thought to myself, it's like, no offense, but this, to me, this just sounds like another, it's just a divorce or like this. I mean, this, there, that happens very, that happens all the time. I'm not right. trying to take away from his, his hardship, but you know, it's, that's kind of part of life, you know? I mean, yeah. there's a million people in his, in his situation because so, he was crying and all his stuff. I thought it would be a lot worse. I was ready for something like super extreme or like my dad went to prison for, you know, murder. Being, like, you know, I thought, yeah, yeah murder. I thought it would be something more extreme. Yeah. So when he, well, like my dad kind of disappeared or whatever else, I was like, I was a, it was a cliffhanger and then there was nothing there, but kind of anticlimactic. Yeah. But I was just expecting the way they, the way they, they built it up. Yeah. Before we wrap up and talk about uh, the, the return of Bennett, um, talk, talk about like what it's like being on a group. Did you ever go on a group date when you were on the show? I've been on a, I was on a two or three group dates. So I went on a firefighting group date, which I was so hung over because it was like the day after the, it was the day after um, the first row ceremony. Yeah. So obviously people got really intoxicated because there was no drinking rules in. Right. So remember it was like 90 or hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, we had all the firefighting equipment on and we're supposed to do these exercise drills outside. And I thought I was going to die and faint because I was so hungover. Yeah. Um, but anyways, as for the group dates, yeah, they're, 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 they kind of suck because you get no really one-on-one time with her. You might get, you know, five minutes maybe. Right. Um, but usually it's kind of just hanging out in this, you know, in a circle and kind of shoot the shit with everyone. But they're just, yeah, they're kind of awkward because, again, people are trying to get her time. And like this lie detector, you saw like a lie detector. Yeah. It's not like they were hanging out one-on-one with her. And even then it was still kind of like, it wasn't an actual like date. It's just, well, it is and it isn't. Yeah. It's just not intimate and it's not personal, I guess, a way you could say. I mean, besides obviously they're finding out details, but it's not like you're getting to know each other on a big scale. Like you're actually having a conversation. Yeah, that felt like an interview. That was a little. That, that was an inter- that, that was a pretty tough one to uh, to do. That that was interesting. Um, yeah. So so there's your group date dynamics. So now Bennett returns. Did, did anyone? Now you probably weren't around. Probably not quite long enough. But did anyone come back on their yeah, season he, on your yeah, season? Well, Chad came back to grab his suitcase, and there's a little bit of a, a incident there. Nothing major, but. Uh, I'm not. I wasn't surprised whatsoever. I, I was not surprised whatsoever <laughs> that he came back. Um, it did come across a little bit creepy, but you know, he, if he really liked her, which it seems like he does, um, and she even said earlier in the show that she wasn't sure if maybe she let go of the right person or it was something in the in the lie detector thing. Right. She made a comment about that, and it's hard because you're kind of getting caught up and everything's going on. But that being said, if she cuts you, that mean, I mean, do you, do you really see each other being, uh, do you really see each, being with him for the rest of your life? Like, I feel like when people break up in a relationship, I'm talking outside of right. this and you break up and then you get back together again, do you really think it's going to work? Like I'm a realistic type of person. And I think, no, right. Um, there's a reason why you broke up. There's something that's not working. You don't like each other for whatever reason or he cheated on you or, whatever. And so do I think, do I think Bennett will be allowed back in? Yeah. And I think part of it might be for uh, entertainment's sake, you know, producers will be like, yeah, you can come back in. We want you to back in. Uh, and they'll tell, uh, Tasha to so yeah, come back, let her, let him come back in. But also maybe she does a little like him still. 
but will they end up being engaged and uh, live happily ever after? No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. That, 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 you know, and I was just like, I never really liked Bennett at all. Um, he was the guy, I don't know if you saw anything on social media or whatever, when he, you know, got out of the limo, you know, introduction for Claire, he rolled up in this like Rolls Royce and he was like tucked up and had like this long, I don't even know what you call it, like scarf thing. Like, like you know, he's a Wall Street guy, you know, wealth management guy, whatever it is. I mean, he's a super, he, he appears to be like a super douche. Like I really just could not stand him. Um, and like, like Tasha weirdly like, really, really likes him. And when she, and when he said that he loved her, that really like hit her. Usually when people come back, it's like, all right, man, you, you had your, you know, five minute little closure or whatever you're going for. Now get the hell out of here. But now it's just like a major, con like she's having him stick around. It's like a major consideration for her now, which really surprised me. Um, as, as for him being a douche, like, again, I, I can't comment because I haven't seen every episode. <laughs> and plus, I know a lot of this is kind of, you know, there's some editing involved and it can make right. people look in a way. Um, yeah, he does come, I mean, does seem pretty obsessive, in my opinion. Yeah. And a little, kind of, a little bit strange, but, you know, I'm not going to rip into the guy too much. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, we'll see what happens. My guess is that he, she will let him stick around because it creates some entertainment. It creates some yeah. uh, drama in the, in the house. And, uh, yeah. Is there ever any push? Now, I know you weren't The Bachelor, but... Do you think there's any push from the you know producers, the people that work on the show, the crew, to Tasha to keep Bennett around? Are they ever in her ear about decisions like that? It, I don't know officially, but if I was a betting man, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I mean, why not? It's entertainment. It's TV. Um, obviously, they might not say, "Oh, you have to marry you marry this guy," but right. keep him around, and then we'll we'll let you know when you got to cut him. It only makes sense. And so I'm sure, I'm sure of it. Do they, do they keep certain guys around? Like, especially early on, some guys that you would never like, Oh my God, they're sticking around, but they, they made, you know, the people who make an impression, it doesn't have to be a good impression, but they made an impression and they usually keep them around for two or three weeks. And there's one guy who really hates his guts. Um, they usually keep those people around for like two or three weeks. Like, is that, is that the TV people doing that? I bet if I had to guess, like, for example, I remember someone said to me, when I went on to paradise, they said to me, Oh, I wish, uh, they had, they're on the bachelor as well. Oh, I wish I would have jumped in the pool like you, because they kind of realized that me jumping in the pool and having a good time and acting silly probably helped me get on paradise, which is true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, they saw, they saw that I could be entertained and, uh, they asked, you know, for me to go on paradise twice. And now I've been, I mean, eight shows later. So, I mean, there is an entertainment aspect of it for sure. And, uh, it only makes sense to me. Like I said, I, I can't say that for hundred percent, but if I was a betting man, I would, I would bet money on it that they keep people around for, um, uh, you know, for entertainment. Absolutely. Well, Daniel, and let, do you have any uh, final thoughts on this episode or anything moving forward into next week as we get into hometowns or whatever sort of, I mean, are they going to do, are they going to be bringing the families in and testing them? Are they doing this over COVID or how are they doing this? Cause obviously they're not going to be, traveling anywhere right yeah i don't know how that's gonna work um i know when i filmed that we filmed for two weeks at the mansion and then we left to go on the road and i was only in one other location um in south america before you know they went outside of america so 
right now it's not that unusual because it's still it's still uh, again it's not the very end where so what I'm trying to say is the way the film's been the show's been filming right from inside the, the inside the house it's not that as some people might say oh they should be traveling by now well yeah maybe but it, it is what it is and as for hometown dates I think they'll probably bring the family members in gotcha. so it's a good environment. Yeah, bring, bring him into the bubble. Well, hey, this was fun. We got hometowns next week. going to be really exciting. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Hope you like the new format. I know I'm going to love having Daniel around, giving us all these insights. And people don't have to listen to me, just me anymore. So I know people are excited about that. So, Daniel, thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to next week. And before it was just you talking? Before it was just me, man, running through the episodes. And people are like, I can't believe... YouTube lets this idiot on their airwaves, but I'm apparently I'm surprised as well. You know? <laughs> That's right. I love it. I love it. This is going to be, this is going to be fun. I think we're going to have, we're in for uh, an epic finish. So it's going to be great.